0: All right, welcome to another edition of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. All right, Zach, you can kill your, you. Know, <laughs>
1: kill music, a little extra music. Exactly, it's gonna be like doing music go. three or like, four it. times. Let's like, go. what's going
0: on here, Zach? Shows <laughs> up late to the show. I mean, looks like he hasn't slept in six days. No, that's me. I don't know. The huh? dream. You are living the dream. Not no, sleeping. Man. Why you not sleeping? It's bad. You gotta sleep. <laughs> need to sleep Take some freaking melatonin or something. <sighs> Yeah, that's a good idea i get
1: up every yeah. day with our kids so it's just this i don't know it's this constant thing where i'm just always up i'm just always up it's all right how much
0: coffee how much are coffee you though? drinking during the day then
1: <laughs> I, I did take a nap a- today
0: are you drinking a ton of coffee very no 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 no,
1: no i i'm I've, I've become much much more of a water guy um in my later years
0: and so yeah fo- are you better. drinking some focus
1: uh, at the office, I do, yeah, because I okay, drop okay. it off for free. But yeah, Kristen drinks all that at home. So, all
0: right, well, uh, we got a good show today. You know, it's uh, typically people would say, you know, what? There's not a whole lot going on because we're just a couple weeks before Breeders Cup, but there's a lot going on in Pennsylvania. Oh, Louis coughing. Did a... you say Pennsylvania? No, Maryland. I meant. Oh, I, say Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I've had a week too, man. I'm telling you what, like I've <laughs> I've been it. working late. Every night, so like, ever, it's like I haven't seen my family, I, so I, I get you. So, <laughs> yeah, let's anybody. talk about Maryland. How about Maryland? Is that better than Maryland? My second Maryland. horse
1: racing home. I love Maryland.
0: Let's talk about a little about Maryland. So, by let's the go way, ahead. this
1: has become an annual show for us, man.
0: I like this. Okay, the Maryland Million Show last year with Dan getting
1: yeah. back into it today. I love it. That's great. All
0: right, we, we can have Dan on at other times throughout the year, too. I wish, like, I bet Dan would talk early. about New York racing. He <laughs> probably talked about whatever really we wanted to talk about. All right, let's pull up Dan Illman. Dan's there. Did we lose John? Is he on there? Oh. No, he's down there. Okay, we right, just <laughs> yeah, and uh, and John from uh, Piazic. is that right? We're pulling up John. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, it right. right. right yeah. I mean, you can imagine. <laughs> I
2: almost texted you guys. I was like, "Hey, does he know it's Piazic, But I'm like, you know, Piazic. I, I trust this, us to get it right. And, uh,
1: this is yeah. both uh, John and Dan's second appearance on the show. We appreciate you guys coming back.
0: Listen, you can imagine how people <laughs> say my last name. I mean, I get all kinds of weird. <laughs> do I, I went and picked up a pizza at Papa John's the other day. It's like, "Oh, like uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Gandalf the Wizard." It's like, "Yeah, thanks, thanks, Wax." I never heard that one before. Like, <laughs> here's a here's a tip: get an original joke. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know, did either resurgence. of you
1: have the uh, the 100? thousand dollar ten cent super at keeneland today i'm assuming no because you're on this show. are you sh- are, i didn't even see that <laughs> are you serious
3: to honor my commitments but i didn't have it. <laughs> oh
1: gosh yeah i'll pull it up it was race seven um, race there was only what one surprised race me seven. is if fancy martini won the race and i just i wasn't watching she won twice at ellis this summer in allowance company so it's not like she hadn't been winning and so uh she wins at 50 it wasn't to like one. She was the second place horse comes in uh, at thirty-five to one, and the third-place horse is um, excuse me forty-five to one.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: So that uh, happens, and the uh, yeah, so the uh, the ten-cent super pays seventy-two thousand dollars
0: on a dime. That's why we
1: yep, on a dime. Someone made, uh, swept the pool on an eighteen-dollar ticket, in New York. So there you go.
0: Wow! Look at that. That's wild. All right, well let's talk a little bit about what happened at Keeneland last week real quick. We got we had the uh, Queen Elizabeth II memorial race. We, is this we can call it the memorial now, Louie? Are you sure. good with that? Okay. Yeah. Um that. we had a little Gina romantica when go off on this one. So uh Zach, let's go ahead and see that race
3: still second. A length separates the top two. Gina Romantica along the rail in third. Now McCulloch starts to swing toward the outside. She's fourth, now challenging for third. Still four lengths from the lead. Quarter mile to go. Paris Peacock to catch. Paris Peacock leading Bella Bell who moves up on the outside. Here's Bella Bell coming after the leader and McCulloch tries to join them. Gina Romantica looks toward the inside. California Angel is still fifth. Here's Gina Romantica moving through and opening down toward the inside to challenge Bella Bell. McCulloch third. Gina Romantica in front. Gina Romantica with the lead she's got it a length and a half she's got it by two she's got it gina romantica wins the queen elizabeth the second challenge cup presented by dixiana
0: all right little flavian pratt right there beating the favorite mcculloch (laughs) perfect move yeah i mean yeah i
1: only needed mcculloch for 268 bucks or whatever in the uh, turf pick three so i'm not not bitter about it at all that's pretty much
0: why that horse lost
3: yeah. <laughs> that chad brown won a grade one stakes race on the turf uh especially uh over at Keeneland? that horse just had a great trip gina romantica i think she sold for like seven figures as a yearling and maybe she was a bit of a disappointment uh in the first few races of her career but that was just an absolutely perfect trip similar to the trip annapolis got the week before yeah. in Keeneland.
0: well we've been talking a lot about on the show lately it's like you know if a trainer's got the favorite, it almost always seems like their second horse that they have entered in the race right now is the one who's coming through and pulling the upset. Especially so brown on the turf. Chad, man. Chad going one two in this race. Uh, you know, of course, you know it's hard to go no, go against Chad and Irad on the turf too. So, uh, yeah, was that that was your one single, right, Louie. That was my single in the sequence. We had a nice little thirty-six
1: dollar ticket. It was lined up for like two sixty-six <laughs> or two sixty-eight or something like that. Uh, That's how that goes. We'll we call try him two again out of three, Louie,
0: One short, Louis. <laughs> There it is. Appreciate you. Very much, yeah, man. love you. <laughs> hey, at least you always wait till the last leg to, uh, to have that happen. <laughs> you know, at least you're always like three for three. Need that fourth leg. You know, whatever it is. So yeah, it's okay. You know, our friends agree she still love it, Thank so you. we're good. That's true. I do. All, right. Um, all right, then uh, let's go ahead and move on to the other race of the day. This we're going out to the Big A. Skims winning, uh, winning the Sands Point here
1: down at the rail. Lady Baffle is on the outside. Then it is Kinesi who is looking to move up. Down on the inside is Spirit in Glory. Then comes Eminent Victor. Pizza Bianca
3: continues to trail. And now Skims has taken over the lead at the top of the stretch. as hail two drops out of it. It is Skims in front. In front by two lengths. Vergara on the chase in second, then comes Kenisi on the outside in third, followed by
1: Spirit and Glory, and Eminent Victor is putting in a late run. Pizza Bianca's on the far outside. It is Skims and Vergara. They are 1-2 coming on for the finish, and it is Skims and Johnny Velasquez to win the Grade 2 Sands Point they you know it's interesting when Pizza Bianca pointed to this race instead of going to the Q e two, it was probably a pretty good sign that that horse wasn't ready for Grade one company, and so uh, might have been uh, might have played out exactly for her that way in this one um i don't think she ran a poor race i just think she's not all the way back and so interesting to see what they'll do with her this winter but uh you know i gotta say man i've been enjoying the racing at aqueduct they've been doing a really good job that's been a it's actually been a really fun meet i think it's been really fair and so well being um, here at
0: churchill downs we don't get to see turf racing very often
1: yeah no it's nice to see horses on green things it's nice and so uh yeah right (laughs) it's its
3: its own thing we could see a lot of that on saturday too it's gonna be great I needed Vergara like I needed oxygen in that race. Like like, <laughs> like Lou needed his single at Keeneland. And uh, after Vergara handled Skims at Kentucky Downs, I was counting my money, turning into the stretch, because I've seen Skims just snatch defeat from the jaws of victory so many times in her life. And, of course, she beats me in this race. Shug his horses get better with age and maturity.
0: Yeah, there it is. So Skims getting uh... – Looks like her first stakes, even though what a great stakes or or anything like that. I don't. Know. It's probably the lowest end of stakes you can get, right? So, uh, but Skims getting their first kind of stakes win in the uh yeah, great two yeah. in the U.S. So, is it is a great two, yeah, great yeah. two Skims. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know why it's not on here. Great two sans Point. Sorry, the thing I'm listening to right there is the, what I'm looking at doesn't have its great two. I apologize. So the first graded stakes win there for Skims. Uh, congratulations to them. So, all right, let's get to our guests. Louie? Yeah, I'll
1: introduce everybody. Uh, of course, from uh, Daily Racing Form, Dan Illman, who's, we talked about this last year. How many years have you been on the Maryland circuit now?
3: Only well, been a few years in the Maryland circuit. I've been at DRF 24 years, but right. I've probably been about three, four years now on the Maryland circuit and loving every minute of it.
1: Yeah, no, uh, New York guy down in Maryland. I don't know how you got the passport punch to be able to stay at Laurel, but here we are. Um, and then John Piasek, who's with uh, the Maryland Horse Breeders Association. He's uh, their communications guy. Uh, John, where does a Maryland... Horse Breeders Association person live,
2: given Owens the lifestyle Mills. that you have
1: to live. Which is <laughs> about 10
2: minutes away from the office, which is up in Rice's town. And in turn, that's about 25 minutes northwest of Baltimore. Oh, okay. Got it. All right, so okay. I'm right. um, about an hour south of Fair Hill, about 45 minutes north of Laurel. So I'm pretty centrally located. Like that's bad it things. all. Yeah, there you go.
1: All right, and that's uh, who's in with us today. And of course, you know this is this is the big day in Maryland in the fall. Um, you know, Preakness Day, obviously in the spring. You have this day in the fall. Uh, I wanted to ask you two about, you know, John, you specifically, because this is what you're doing, you know, now these state bred programs and their effectiveness. We've actually had the good luck on this show of getting to know the folks, the folks up at Horseshoe Indianapolis, and we've watched the Indiana program really blossom, both frankly on the thoroughbred and on the quarter horse side. It's been really fun to watch. Um, John, do you think do you think it's a, a long t- We talk about this on the show as well. You know, we're in the Kentucky bubble, right? Mm We, you know, we, everything's hunky dory here. People are running for 157 and maidens at at Kentucky Downs. You know, it's just this, this, uh, this fantasy land of horse racing around here. But you know, I've I've always said, you know, it it bothers me when I see short fields at Santa Anita, that kind of thing. If horse racing is going to be great long term, we need. Los Angeles to be a major league city. We need New York to be a major league place. We need Maryland to, if not a major league, be at least a really good AAA or, you know, like an ABA to the NBA, something like that. You know, these kinds of days, fields are packed, John. So obviously there's something in the water uh, with this kind of program.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially um, like 10, 15 years ago, compared to now, there's really no contest. I mean, the quality of of Maryland as of late has, has really gone up. And you've seen that over the past few years at the Brewers' Cup. In 2018, go mm-hmm. almost yep. won in Juvenile. He came in second. Then in 2019, he had Sharon win the Juvenile Phillies turf. And then, of course, go went on his big run. And then Aloha West yes. won the sprint. So we almost had four straight Brewers' Cups with the Maryland Red winner. And, of course, um, fall crops compared to 10, 15 years ago have up quite a bit, got a, a lot of good stallions now standing here, especially at um, Northview, recently moved all their operations over from Pennsylvania to Maryland. And and so they have a very good group of stallions. In fact, they just added a new one. True Valor is now standing here, mm. a little grand ocean turf spinner. Uh, they have opportunity standing there. He's had a very good first crop so far. He was based for two three years in Pennsylvania, and, mm. and now he's come over here. Uh, Irish War another good first crop stallion, and a few others, and of course, the, um, it's really showing on Maryland Million Day. Now, now think about about Maryland Million. That, there um, people saying, "Oh, how come there's so many AES?" Hmm. The reason why is is in the Maryland Million, it's really for Maryland sire horses, not Maryland red horses, which is designed to help out the local guys who stand horses here and breed to stallions in Maryland. Because, you know, there's there's a lot of big Maryland vets who buy big name sires. Like there's a filly who's uh, at the Milanic sale by Uncle Mo, who's a Maryland vet who who sold for $320,000. So you have to stand in Maryland um, um, to be in the main body. The only exception is if the race drops um, below eight. But even with just Maryland side horses, I mean there's six 14 horse fields yeah. on this car. <laughs> yeah. Six. Awesome. Yeah, and nothing great. below eight. I mean, it is absolutely jam-packed action. And and as you said, said it, days like these are a a a testament to everybody who makes Maryland racing go year-round.
1: Yeah, Dan, yeah. you've been in that circuit for a couple of years now. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen, even in the short amount of time you've been there, the improvements that have happened.
3: Well, this is a, you know, I love this program for the Maryland sire because it gives the little guy that's there every single day putting on the show an opportunity to compete for big money. We do see steak bread days all across the country, but as John said, you will see New York breads buy into mischief and tap it and, and some of the big name stallions here. You're going to see the local horsemen, the local breeders get a big opportunity to run for purses. You do have the also eligibles, the Maryland breads that might not be Maryland sired that will get it if there are scratches, but it is a great opportunity. And the proof's in the pudding again, full fields, great betting races. And uh, we hope for good weather and a fair racetrack and safe trips for all.
1: Yeah. What, um, all right. what do you think the, the, the future of this kind of program is John is there is, is this and you have to help me out here because I, I don't know the particulars of Maryland, but, you know, in Kentucky, because of the um, the historical machines, for example, feeding purses and doing that kind of thing by state law, um, you know, where there's an ability in Kentucky to up purses and those sorts of things. Is there anything that's congruous or similar to that in Maryland?
2: Yes. Um, uh, the oh no casinos at Maryland shacks themselves. Um, however, there is an, an agreement to have a piece of um Revenue from casinos in-state go-to-racing mm. here. And it's pretty clear, like, um, compared to 2012 and now, the, uh, racing and breeding, and yeah, I'd say, is much better off. It's really no contest. I mean, like, if if you look at at, at Maryland Million Fields mm. and, and how much was bet back like 2012 and, and 2013 oh. versus now, it's a great advertisement for how much, um, this agreement has helped racing in the state
3: awesome. and it had to happen because you look around delaware has all of the slot money charlestown has the virginia slot money. too. pennsylvania virginia uh, maryland mm-hmm. just has to keep up with the curve and now they are and uh, we're hopefully going to see bigger purses down the road
0: well that doesn't happen here in kentucky so you know no matter how many states around us have gambling and whatever else <laughs> we can't even get sports betting uh passed and i, I know you all Uh, in maryland past sports betting i believe last year was the first year for sports betting but it looks like big news today is that online sports betting is going to hit maryland by the end of november um what is the horse what is the feel from the horse racing world about that like uh, do they see it as competition do they see it as something that they can play on with i mean what's what's the feel
2: there uh i would say it's 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 pretty similar to other states like like i'm from jersey originally and jersey was of course at the uh, forefront of sports betting movement, and and around there, yeah, that weird mix of oh, it's it's good for us because it's more money, right? But also, it's not so good because it's more competition. Sure. But but if I'm being honest, my take on legalized sports betting is if people wanted to bet on sports beforehand, they're doing it anyway, right. legally or illegally. <laughs> it really makes no difference. So I don't think it's, it's moving, you know, too much. And you really haven't seen that in, in Jersey so far. Like if anything handle at Monmouth Park and Meadowlands has gone up over the past few years while seeing an an increase in the amount of Jersey born So hopefully the same thing happens in Maryland. So set the scene for Saturday, uh, John and Dan.
1: How, what kind of crowd shows up for Maryland Million Day? What's the total handle? I remember, so I've got my War of Will hat, uh, Preakness hat on from a couple years ago. Um, you know, I think total handle at Pimlico that day was somewhere around 99 million, something like that. Um, what is the what is the expectation for a Maryland Million day?
2: Well, this is a not um, uh, a biggest non-frequence week handle in Maryland. The all-time uh, record is in 2007; they handled 7.8 million. Wow! Um, last year they did 6.5, wow. and that was the biggest I believe since 2007. So I'm hoping to get to seven this year. And you know. Yes. We've seen a lot
1: of those days and you and you catalog this on Twitter, John, really well, I think, is you know, hey, Keeneland on this Wednesday last year did this amount of money and this year they did more and that kind of stuff. So I, I'm if you if your trends around the country
3: are right, then I,
1: I think the seven number is very attainable for Laurel on Saturday.
3: And considering and, and excuse me, John, but it, in considering the, the quality of this program from a betting standpoint, considering sure. that you're getting it on maybe a lull weekend right before the Breeders Cup. Why wouldn't you bet on these races? Absolutely. I, mean, I would yeah, think that this great. is a tremendous opportunity for uh, horse players across the country to get involved betting at Laurel because you do have that 12% takeout on the pick five wagers with the carryover potential in the late pick five. It's a great opportunity, and hopefully uh, some folks will discover the circuit.
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: 69 and sunny on Saturday. Let's go. That sounds it's good. I mean,
2: in October. Man. <laughs> go. Ideal fall weather. It's really yeah. going to be a beautiful day.
1: I'm going to a football game Saturday night here and it's going to be like 77, and I'm just, I'm ready. Like, let's it's go. It's relatively it.
2: chilly oh, here this weekend. Oh, uh, um, um, well, it's chilly it's here been, right now for sure. It's yeah, in the it low 32 this morning I yeah, yeah, this morning I went I, I out to my car and it was covered in frost, and I'm like, oh no. Well, it's, it's uh, <laughs> that time of the year again.
0: Yeah, and Louisville will be over 48 hours. We'll have a little, a little bit of winter, a little bit of fall, and a little bit of summer. So uh, it's just the way it is right now. So. Uh, anything else, or should we go ahead and kind of get to some some racing here? you yeah, talk let's about talk about that uh
1: that late pick three on Saturday. Um, excited to do it. Um, part of that late pick five that Dan mentioned. I just look those those takeout rates, man. I mean, it's that twelve percent is unbeatable, frankly. I mean, I think it's Canterbury at ten and in a horseshoe, and uh and and the MJC, the Maryland Jockey Club, at twelve. So it's really really playable, really and approachable.
0: Of course, our uh, our segment of handicapping is sponsored by our friends at Green Street Racing. So uh, make sure you check out greensheetracing.com. And on the weekends, you can get Louie's most likely winner of the weekend uh, or the of Saturday, really, I guess, um, whatever card you're playing. Uh, the favorite he's against. And then, of course, his sequence guaranteed to hit three out of four or four out of five. <laughs> Spread
1: a little more than I do. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I always can't, You one can't one. give out $200 uh, tickets in the sheet. Last year, you give mine. Um,
2: um, Last year at, at Merlin Million. Nobody hit hit late pick five and and four or five can eat 100 bucks. So even wow. if you hit four out of five, don't throw away that. i your boy. Not Let's bad. Go. That's right. I had four or five
0: last
2: five. You got to a... you change
3: your mindset, Lou. You got it. You got to change your mindset. It's not a pick five. It's an avoid one. It's an avoid <laughs> one loser. Okay. I like that. All right. on on the show on the
1: show i host in the morning we don't we don't refer to games as must wins we refer to them as must not lose if you're playing a crappy (laughs) opponent it's like that yeah (laughs) don't miss one of the legs
0: all right so the first uh race that we're going to talk about is race nine it is the maryland million turf a mile and an eighth uh on the turf for three-year-olds and up and there's a lot of horses on the up on this one because we've got horses i think that are like eight years old and it's almost like uh we might we have a former winner with mr d'angelo uh, Win this three years ago, the yeah. uh, John G and Street, uh, Street Copper, who came in second, and third in this race last year. Um, I mean, a lot of horses who have been here before, been there, done that uh and who do we like let's go ahead and let's start with dan dan who do you like in this race
3: i actually like street copper a little bit in this race i have to admit i am concerned about his current form his last race was a bit underwhelming over at pimlico it was a pretty good open allowance race however the runner-up came back to win with a 92 buyer speed Mm. figure albeit on dirt um this is a horse though has only raced once at a mile and an eighth on turf previously it was in last year's maryland million turf he ran quite well to be third that day. I talked to Michael Trombetta. He says the horse is training very, very well. Looking forward to running him on Saturday. The key to this race is pace, because you're absolutely right, Mike. A lot of these old timers, you know, they've been around and they've been through the wars, but they also don't have a lot of early speed. And Wicked Prankster might be the main speed wheeling mm-hmm. back on six days. So he's a horse you might want to consider as well. But I've always been a street copper fan, and uh, I-, I think he's coming into this race okay
0: uh street copper though it's been a long time man he hasn't what hasn't hit one since uh july of 2021 of 21 and then the maryland million turf last time was last time he even hit the board so uh hopefully he can kind of pull it off and pull it together here uh john are you handicapping at all of course you john what do you you like i
2: uh and he got the whole thing last night i I went to the classic draw i got home and i knocked out all 12 while i I, I watched uh game one of the alcs um (laughs)
1: So oh, do we have two Yankee guys on this show right now? Is that happening? Yes. Oh
2: jeez. I'll tell you right now I, mean, I, have I, have no- no- I would rather
0: see the Yankees and the Astros. I'm mean,
2: under no illusion <laughs> that they'll beat the Astros. If if they take it to six, I'll be happy. Houston is so uh, bad, man. It's, it's not. <laughs> um, anyway, so echoing what Dan said, there's really no speed in this field. Like I was looking at, at the past performances and I felt like it's it's all cones mm-hmm. of each other. These horses who all have no speed and like to come from way out of it. Um, so I'm leaning to two horses in in here who have at least a, l- a little bit of speed. One, as Dan noted, is Wicked Frankster, number, e- number 11. He pushed off a long layoff last time out on, on Sunday, went gate to wire, earned a very good figure on the Drizmat scale of 87. He's been, he's been in improving form all year. He likes this track. He's at the board in five of six at Laurel, and I can easily see him just sneaking away on the lead and not looking back. But my top pick in here is probably going to end up being number seven, Midnight Hauler for Bernie Harton and Pennsylvania-based David Cora, who, who comes in for the mount. He's a stakes winner. He uh, This year, he won the yeah, Lebanon Valley at Penn National back in August, and he did so very professionally. He drafted off, uh, a bit off the pace at the top of the stretch. It looked like he, he wasn't going to do much, but he really kicked on and he won going away. He won, he, he won by a length in three quarters. If that race was a few years longer, he could have won by four or five. Uh out in the alphabet soup. He didn't do, the, um, he didn't have much of a chance uh, with the way the race set up by land and see who, if I caught correctly, was a favorite uh, that day and yep. who won a steaks or pokes just the other day. Yep. Um he, he he kinda got away with the pace. He he drew off in the stretch and Midnight Haller and everybody else um, got caught napping. But Midnight Haller is still closed on very well, got off for second. On the Brisbane scale, he hasn't run worse than a ninety one on grass all year. Right. And most of these horses struggle to get there even one time. So so as long as he runs his race, he's gonna be a big contender.
1: I think the only horse you guys didn't mention, <clears throat> excuse me, um if they draw in, look for Mega Yacht on the outside, yeah. 15, if that horse draws in. The other, st- <clears throat> the other horse I'd like to mention here is actually Crabs and Beer I already run 10 times this year, hit the board nine of those. Um, so it's just one of those horses that seems to always be part of the equation at the end. And so, you know, even if you're filling out a trifecta, something like that, the 13 Crabs and Beer, 10 to 1 um, for Jamie Ness, who's um, just a, I mean, I don't know, I think of him as kind of royalty in that part of the country. And so to get, you know, to get a horse like that at 10 to 1 speaks to the size of these fields and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that, you know, a horse like Crabs and Beer, I think it's going to be part of the equation. And so, you know, if you're, if it, like I said, filling out the exactest tries, that's the kind of horse that definitely get the job done, has run three times at Laurel on the turf, has won over the Laurel turf before over a yielding course. Probably going to get a lot better, um, a lot better surface this weekend, it looks like. And so, yeah, I think that's a, a horse, that, one of the few that we didn't mention. I do actually, I have wicked Prankster on top. Because I think that horse could just get out front, stay out front. And, you know, once in a while in these turf races, you're kind of like, okay, who's going who's gonna to pick up the pieces here? And no one picks up the pieces. And so, you know, especially if you see something like 23 and 4, and then you see 48 and 2, something like that, you're like, oh, boy, they really slowed it down. I mean, Wicked Prancer could run away with this thing. And those are both great prices. The 11 Wicked Prancer, 8 to 1. And
3: Crabs and beer at 10 to 1. And if this race does come down to pace and trip, Krabs and Beer is going to have to work something out from a tough outside post. But at least he has the tactical speed to maybe get position going into the first turn. Mm. I just want to mention one other horse because I'm just a huge fan, and that's Cannon's War, who Mm. hasn't won a race. It's amazing he hasn't won a race in about two years because he's been so close in so many good ones. But he just seems to have bad trip after bad trip. And if you go back and watch his last race, he was hung out four wide on the first turn, three wide all the way around. Mm. And he was racing against horses like Decoray Rated invader a grade one stakes winner the winner of that race english taverns an yeah. open stakes winner so he has tactical speed too this might be his best chance he's getting up there in
2: age however and and uh, uh piggybacking off of um what dan said that that allowance he's coming out of at pimlico on mm. on 24th that was a probably a great stakes quality field I mean, it was absolutely stacked. It was
1: listed stakes plus grade three minus for sure. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it's, you were, it's a loaded. I remember seeing that field and I was like, they running out of Pimlico, really? <laughs> like, hey, in Maryland.
2: I don't say that yeah. too often, but it was great. And nice. as Dan said, he had a tough trip. But but just, um again, piggybacking off that comment, hosts who, who keep having bad trips, eventually... Right. It works out. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
0: All right, well, we're going to move on to the uh, dirt now for the $100,000... Uh, Maryland Million Sprint for three-year-olds and up. Six furlongs here. We got the last two winners of this race featured here, with last year going to Air Token and the year before that, Karen's Notion. Uh, do we see Dan either one of those? Two horses getting another one of these
3: i'm hmm. a big fan of both horses i think they might be slightly less than the big name in this race and the big name in this race is going to be for the love of bourbon who fits this race horse racing happy hour i'm not, I'm not really in this agree. race am I? well uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the love of bourbons on a five race win streak he's emerged as one of the best sprinters in the region i did talk to michael pino though he said this wasn't the original plan they He just came out of the last race doing so good. They're going to wheel him back on relatively short notice. Uh, And if you're going to wheel a horse back on short notice, you're going to do it dropping out of maybe a listed stake into this restricted race. Uh, He's the horse to beat, to be sure. I abhor chalk, so I'm going to try to go with Airport, who is a horse that Jamie Ness told me was a morning glory, a horse that would do everything right in his workouts and then just couldn't figure it out during the afternoon. And his last race, he really figured it out. I mean, if you watch the tape of that race, that was just a giant performance. And maybe it was simply because he caught a slow pace in a weak field. But I have a feeling maybe Jamie's figured airport out, a horse that's always shown a little bit of ability. And I don't think he needs the lead to win. This pace, unlike the Maryland Million Turf, should
2: be hot. Yeah.
0: Well, that, of course, that's a a five-length victory airport had in his last time out. So, uh, John, who did you like in this race?
2: I mean, I think the conversation um, starts – and ends with for love of bourbon he's much 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 better than it than than anyone else in this field in fact if anyone else that subscribes to mid-atlantic thoroughbred you can read my story about him in in the latest issue i talked to his owner dan ryan and his trainer mike pino it was great um, um conversations and i profiled him i mean as dan said he's won five straight he's beat baron like a drum a bunch of times and of course baron a multiple stakes winner this year. He has good tactical speed. So if the pace is, is that fast, he doesn't have to be on the pace. He can sit just off it. And when the front runners tire out, he'll be right there to make his move. And, you know, I'm hoping, I don't think he's he's, he's, he's quite great um, one quality, but if he wins, he'll have earned the right to be in, in greater stakes next time out because he is very, very good. And he was claimed um, over in, in the U.N. of the woods back in May of 2020 well, um, for 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 fifty thousand dollars, and now his career earnings are over half a million.
1: Mike knows uh, I love these kinds of horses that they breed for twenty five hundred bucks, and they end up being half half million dollar winners. I, I, yes. I just what a dream, man! I think that's so awesome. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fun getting to know people that are in the game uh, on the ownership side who breed in Indiana for like forty five hundred bucks, and then their horse wins a hundred thousand dollar race, and you know, it's just the best stuff ever. But you know, it's well, interesting. I like that Paco's coming in for this one. I think it's a sign that they really, you know, they're coming back. It's interesting, Dan, that you mentioned he's on short rest here. He's going to have about 18 days or so, right? You know, 19 days, something like that. And then you mentioned another horse, Airport, who's actually on shorter rest, right? Yeah. Just read, uh, even on short rest. And so, I, I, usually when I handicap short layoffs, I see it as the trainer just knows they're in good, they're in good condition, and it's time to go. Um, I remember Maxfield a couple of years ago went like super long between races and then all, or not Maxfield. Oh my gosh, my Mike, help me out. Who am I thinking of? Uh, anyways, it was another horse and he had, it, it, they were staggering the horse like every four months. And then they ran him back on like three weeks. And I was like, mm-hmm. that horse is ready to go. He's going to, he's going to be a problem on Saturday. And so, yeah, I look at it the same way as Dan does. Um, and, but I agree with John. I think like I get not liking chalk, but the good news is in this pick five sequence, you're going right. to have to go pretty deep on a lot right. of these races. Yeah. So if I you mean- do want a single in one of them, it's not going to, it's not going to hurt uh, the value at all. I don't think. And so um, I do think for the love of bourbon is the, is the horse to beat here um, for all the reasons that John mentioned. And it just, you know, this is a horse that's won dry course, wet course just wins. Right. And sometimes you just, and it, especially at state level races, it's it, just go pick the winner, grab the winner and and, and move on.
0: All right. So Dan, I'm going to ask you a question because I'm always fascinated by the backside uh, politics that kind of go on with this. <laughs> so airport, you said, figured it out last time had the big uh, five length victory, Paco was aboard there. Paco choosing, I'm guessing, uh, I don't know what the arrangements are with the ownership groups and the trainers yeah, to go on the for, for the Love of Bourbon should better uh, read into that at all.
3: I think if they're going to read into it, they're going to read the Paco pick For the Love of Bourbon, and why wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I mean, For the Love of Bourbon is a horse that if he keeps going and going and going, as John says, he might be running in my, in bigger races for bigger purses. Airport, though, does get Jamie
2: Ness's regular rider, Jamie Rodriguez. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, and and um, I'm going to point that out is Jamie is unstoppable at Delaware Park, his home base, and he's passing up a day at, at Delaware to come here. Mm.
3: Two other horses that I do want to mention real quick, guys, yep. if you believe this pace is going to fall apart, the 13 the 14, always in a hurry, took down a pretty big scalp last time out because he ran down, wonder where Craig is, is a graded stakes winner. That horse was 1 to 10 and had a big lead on always in a hurry, always in a hurry, ran him down. Dale Capuano, the winningest trainer in Maryland Million history, I asked him about the post, he said it makes him sick. He doesn't know what kind of trip he's going to get from post 14 <laughs> and elusive agent. Tim Keefe is very, very high on this horse. Here's another horse that rallied from way off the pace to run down a favorite. loves Josie was clear at the three 16th elusive agent got him. Uh, Keefe says the horse is very immature, but he has a big future in this division, whether it's now, whether it's next year, maybe we'll find out Saturday.
1: And that horse loves Laurel. So it'll be, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Seem to have found a good spot with him. Brace is made in three. I like that. It's a, I like that angle uh, once in a while with you, especially when you get to the fall. Seems like those horses have, have figured it out for me. All
0: right. So we're going to move on to the uh, main event, which is the Maryland Million Classic. $150,000 on the line here. Mile and an eighth on the dirt, three-year-olds and up. And, uh, and Dan, who do you like in this one?
3: I like uh, Vance Scholars a lot off of his most recent race. Uh, It was the Japan Turf Cup, which probably should be named the Japan Off-Turf Cup because it was washed off the turf. And that's how Van Scholars makes haze. I'll be in the uh, Catskills next week. Um, Japan (laughs) Off-Turf Cup. Um, This horse ran a mile and a quarter. Look at those fractions for that race. He was the only three-year-old in that race, by the way. He was actually giving weight to some of the older horses in there. He dueled with a long shot. And I think Jorge Ruiz, who I believe is one of the most reliable riders on the circuit, went for home just a little bit too early. He kicked for home, three and a half furlongs out, opened up the lead. Two good trip closers beat Fan Scholars. The other pace horse got beat a million lengths. This horse got beat a length. Now mm-hmm. he's got to do it on, on faster going against some tough older horses. But he's shown the ability to rate. And uh, I think he, he fits very, very well in this spot. Uh, Ness's horse is stretching out. Uh, he's very interested in this horse. He said the reason he claimed him is because he trained the dam. And he's always been following this horse. who was a stakes winner at two. Uh, this horse is sharp. I'm worried about the mile and
2: an eighth for him.
0: Uh, John, do you have a pick here?
2: I said a split-second Van Schalers cross the finish line in the Japan Cup. That's That's that voice right. is going to win the Maryland milling Classic.
1: Boom! all right. Love it.
2: And I'm sticking to it. Okay. As Dan said, he was – I mean, he was absolutely insane that day. On the far turn, I was like, oh, my God, he's beat because I bet him. And I was like, "Oh my God, he's, he's beat. He's gonna lose by daylight." But he fought <laughs> back really hard. I mean, at the top of the stretch, I was like, "Oh my God, he could actually win this thing." Ended up coming to third, beaten by a length, but he showed um, so much, gu- uh, a lot of guts being on that pace. And you know what? It's it's not a fluke effort either. I mean, in his first start back off um, a long off la- a long layoff, he was injured toward the end of his two-year season, came back in in the Ball Eagle Derby when Gate wire by two and a half lengths, beat me out for a lot of money that day. Um, and then, I don't know, because we, we talked about, about long about, about long layoffs. He ran in the uh, uh, Virginia Derby on September 6th, didn't do much that day, came back two days later in the stakes at Delaware Park, a mile and a half, and came in second. So he handled that pretty easily. And then, of course, he ran huge in the um, Japan Turf Cup. And he, he has speed. There's going to be pressure to his outside, but we've seen he can withstand it, and I think he has a huge chance to win this one. The old two-day layoff. I love it. Um, two-day uh... layoff. Holy
1: cow. <laughs> I think uh, a couple of horses, I mean, look, if if he draws in Cordmaker, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. we're talking about Maryland. I mean, it, you know, if the 12 draws in, look at the 12. You know, I, I also, I'm a little surprised he hasn't come up yet. The Ness Rodriguez combination on, and by the way, I, I I I like the Van Scholar's pick. Um, I, I was I was scouring to see if there was a three-year-old in this class, and it's good to see one. You know, Ruiz is only 11% right now at this meet at Laurel, but over the last couple of years, he and Capuano teaming up 27%. So it's not – that's a little bit of an aberration. I think that's just a bit of the um, early part of the card. He'll get it back together, I think, uh, before all things are all said and done. Our Nation Odd Parade, though, the nine. Interesting horse. Hasn't really run in this kind of company He's coming out of high-level claiming races and that kind of thing. Ran for ran for 50 last time at Churchill Downs. Won easily open lengths. And so big buyer numbers. Not sure if he's going to get the two turns at Laurel and really like it. Has one at the at, at Laurel 85 speed figure as well going, um, going two turns. I, I just the thing. I, Jamie Ness, man, I just <laughs> keep coming back. Ooh. Off the claim, the guy's unbelievable. I mean, he just is. He puts the horses in great spots. Uh, I think it'd be crazy not to look at the nine there as well. But like I said, a chord maker, frankly, if he draws in, it really changes this race for me because he is 11 for 27 lifetime. I mean, he's, just, he's, he, he's definitely going to be part of the equation uh, on that day. So um, I, it's actually it's interesting because I thought you might have to look really deep in this race, and I don't think you have to. I think you can go 7, 9, and 12 and, and kind
0: of just wrap it up. Uh, Dan, I know you like Cord Maker a lot too a that-
3: oh, huge fan i mean he's one of the the maryland bred war warriors he okay. shows up in open companies trained by rodney jenkins who's just one of the elder statesmen of the game in maryland and a very respected figure courtmaker hasn't raced since february interestingly right. enough when he won the general george a graded stakes race but it just shows this horse's versatility he can win sprinting he can go long he can do whatever and i trust this barn off of a layoff uh, if he gets into the race i'm not sure if he will uh, he's obviously the horse to
1: beat. Yeah, and, and that bullet five for you know a long workout the other day, it's clear that he's working well. So, you know, I mean, he's he's, he's seven-year-old and seasoned veteran, and, you know, he'll be fine if he gets in. Double
3: crown yeah. somewhat interesting. One of two in here for Lynn Cash, uh, who yep. claimed the source. I believe, won a nine-way shake for this horse wow. uh, a while back. He's obviously very pleased with how that turned out. <laughs> uh, if the pace gets hot, he has another horse in here that has pace, horse that won this race a couple of years ago, Monday morning quarterback. Source mm. of has had some tendon injuries, forced him to miss some time. Looks like he's coming back. He's got speed. The defending champ, Prendimi has speed. Our pick, Van Scholars, has speed. Maybe it sets things up for a horse like Double Crown, who was second in the sprint last year.
2: I tell you what, I kind of wonder if um, Cash entered uh, Monday morning QB as kind of a grabber of sorts for Double Crown. And he did
3: he didn't mention that to me when I talked to him. He actually said, I think the source is going to outrun his odds. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe Lynn's just a, an, an eternal optimist here, uh, but he feels that the horse didn't like the wet track last time out. He's just racing himself back into shape after a severe injury. He's going. He says he's going to do his best to make the lead from the outside post with the source.
1: So I Nerd. want to ask a Maryland question. Ain't a beer cold. The five is in this race. He won a mile in a 16th race at Timonium. Is that a five-turn race or a six-turn race? I hate at the beer. Three, That's a great Three. okay, all
3: right. <laughs> it's a three-turn race. It feels
1: like five sometimes. got um, gotta count on well, your fingers. Timonium's yeah. my, is absolutely on my my, oh, my bucket list of fun. to to yeah. go. No, oh, I'm sure I would adore it. I'm sure I would adore it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, it's definitely on my bucket list. I got to get out there. And um, we actually, when we had Dave Rodman on the show, I asked him about calling at Timonium. And he said the only challenging part is that the announcers' booth isn't very high off the ground, so it's 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 not a big track, so you can see the horses. But it's he's used to, you know. He he said he always takes Pimlico for granted because you get that nice perch mm-hmm. uh, at Pimlico, and then you know it's a little bit lower Laurel, but then you get to Timonium and it's like it's like standing on the ground, you know, like the uh, the NFL coaches who like to be in the box rather than be on the field, right. you know, that kind of thing. That's essentially what it was. Hey guys, uh, on this card though, are there other horses? Uh, John, you said you went through all twelve. You know, we're just talking about these last three big races fun card for sure people should definitely check it out especially those pick fives is there another horse on this card that you're like that's you know and and you too dan obviously you yeah. know that's a that's a must include and or i think that's where your single is in a an early pick five middle pick four that kind of thing john
2: um a few of them oh good um in race for maryland maryland million nursery hill of 12 i landed on last weekend a son of a great notion who has nice who has, awesome. if, if if I counted correctly, eighteen horses at this year's Maryland Million. Wow. Way stallion. Um and and focus made an acmonium. Did so very impressively. He 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 he, he my five and a half lengths in a it's very four short, short longs. Time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Four furlongs longs in yeah. forty-six and three. Came back ran well, I thought, in in the first state dash at Elroy Nest Out, lost by half a length, improved yep. his percent speed figure up to an 82. That's not territory many of these have entered. Think if, if he keeps moving forward, he'll have a big chance. And in the sister race, race eight, Maryland a Million Lassie, uh, Malibu Moonshine broke made an at Pimlico last out very mm-hmm. impressively, swooped the field, one going away. And, and if you can avoid traffic trouble here, couldn't make that same winning move. Do horses tend to t- tend to travel well from Pimlico
3: to, to Laurel to the tracks,
1: especially yeah, on the dirt I mean, side, do
2: they seem to match up pretty well? I think so.
1: It's not. Like
3: okay, it's good. good. okay. I remember at Laurel about the turf course, especially going five and a half furlongs. The stretch is never ending. We're at Pimlico, <laughs> five furlong turf sprints. uh You have your normal stretch, yeah. five and a half furlong with the second wire finish. One mile dirt races with the second wire mm. wire finish. There'll be many times when you're six lengths in front at the furlong pole, and you start getting very nervous, and there's good reason to. Yeah, like I'm like um uh,
2: if I'm in front at at top of stretch at Laurel in a mile race. I'm not counting my money for a uh, little bit because it's a long (laughs) way home. And it's it's
1: a one turn mile at Laurel, yeah. One turn
2: mile at Laurel. Yeah,
0: we need to have
1: Breeders' Cup at Laurel
0: done. All
3: right,
0: Dan, let's hear. Dan's got some other stuff going
3: here. (laughs) Most likely winner on the card, Grateful Bread, in race number three, defending champion in the Turf Sprint, going to be the heaviest favorite on the card for Madison Myers. Just looks like the most likely winner. if you want a single early, I'm, I'm interested in Marvelous in race number five. This is a horse who is really consistent, hit the board in her last seven races. And I just think this is a kind of race where she's going to get a much better setup than she did last time. Last time out, the top two finishers controlled the race throughout. This race, there's a lot more pace. I like horses cutting back to seven eighths of a mile as a rule from route races. She's doing that here, and she's done that successfully in the past.
0: I just need to know if that's a like a Billy Crystal reference right there because <laughs> I want that horse to look mobless. You know so. what? Do you know
1: what just happened, Mike? Do you know you probably happened? don't.
0: You're probably even too young for that reference there, Louie. No, might no I know.
1: I know exactly what the reference. is. Right, John's but definitely
0: you, too young for that reference. I agree.
1: You know just Dan have and, and
0: I are right here. Like we oh. got now,
1: now yeah. I'm playing the early pick five. That's what I just learned because now yeah. I got picks for all three of those races. I'm not going to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. terrible. Like right.
2: One um, <laughs> uh, race two, um, Oh great. Race here seven, Million Distaff. This is kind of where being a fan and being a better kind of diverged past. Because all – because, like, you know, uh, past few weeks, I've been so excited to see the one, um, Fee, Fee Desprez, in action. Oh, Fee Desprez, you know, oh, wow. yeah. You know, three-time stakes winner, 10 races on the year, you know, $10,000 claim two two years ago has turned to a hard-knocking Philly for Jerry Rock, who's been around for a million years, um, the daughter of – of great notion i'm like oh my god it's gonna be great she'll be in, in this staff and she'll win it'll be awesome and then i looked at the race and i'm like i don't know if she's the most likely winner anymore mm-hmm. um there's a new york shipper here actually wicked hot yeah. the Grand motion um raced quite well both here and at saratoga this year um lost her last start by 42 lengths but <laughs> it was going but 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 it, it was going a one turn mile at saratoga and yeah. and a very wide trip and no sloppy track Right. Got yeah. two. Two starts back. We're in huge on 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 the lead at Saratoga earned a a career best prisoner speed figure of ninety four. It's worked it well cool. since then. Gets Fogo Lynchboard it is very well over here. And I think she could pull off the upset. But if Vetus free wins, I'll be happy to. All
0: right, fellas. We really
1: You're appreciate terrible you people guys. making yes. me bet extra sequences. I don't like you. Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I, I just Man, so John, are you are you coming to Breeders' Cup by chance?
2: I am not. I have I have not been to Keeneland in my entire life. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's a a big that's a big void
1: for you because I I how many tracks you've been to, John? uh, Thirty-five. Yeah, right. Yeah, Keeneland's yeah. It's one of those. I hear you. It's been a long time for me too. too. I
0: haven't been to Keeneland like six
2: days. I mean, it's (laughs) a terrible brag. Well, Mike and Louie, here's a question. Have you ever
1: been to Saratoga? No, I have not. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the uh, that's uh, yeah. Dan's I mean, like, we don't do Dan's second,
0: judging us really. I hard mean, right now. Major League yeah. Racing's in Kentucky. I don't know if you guys know <laughs> oh, that <laughs> or not. <laughs> wow. So just, uh, yeah, yeah, no,
2: no, no we, we had this no, conversation. I was really and Monmouth.
1: Monmouth, I got to get to. No, that paddock no, looks insane. Hey, with
2: your
0: New no, Jersey, we were talking gambling earlier. What do you think about Jersey doing the fix? Fixed odds betting. We've mm. asked that a
2: couple times. we well, have talked about that a lot. Well, this. I know um, Dennis Drazen, who owns Ronald Park, He's very, very high in it. Mm. I did it a few times this year. I think it has a lot of potential. I do, too. Because it's um, – Astros just hit a home run, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw, it's like, you know, screw me, right? We uh, <laughs> <the> only have <laughs> to down 2-0. And, you know, you, know, you know, at this point, I'm like, I just win one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! John, no! <laughs>
2: anyway, um, what about fixed odds? The only problem is, is horse players are, are um, creatures of habit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, so. It's going to be kind of hard to wean them off the per system. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, I, I don't just think it's a different deal, frankly. Yeah. I'd rather against other people than the house for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, I yeah. think it's just a different kind of thing. Again, like we. But it's uh, different,
2: but it's very cool
0: for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of uh opportunity gotta- there. Yeah, we got a lot of interesting notes from people that went
1: to the Haskell and the different windows mm-hmm. and how they controlled that and all those things. Yeah. And so it was clear. Like I, I would look at it more as, you know, if you have the fixed odds and I really like a horse, and they're all of a sudden five to two instead of four to one like they were on the mm-hmm. on the morning line, I'm going to go grab the four to one. But you got to be pretty, you got to be pretty nimble to do that kind of thing. And it's yeah, I mean, like went to Mark a few times this year, and there were yeah.
2: times where where I was like, yeah, I'll just um, park myself in front of the fixed odds board and be like. Watching it really closely because, as you said, you never know. That's right. Yeah. yeah no, so. Dan, you got an opinion on the uh, fixed odds?
3: Uh, I think we need to educate the public more about all sorts of parimutuel gambling. What is takeout? What, what is it? Are yeah. we playing against the house? No, we're playing against each other. That's the most right. fun part of racing. Is that not only can you win money, I'm winning your money. That's and then you can laugh right. at you when it's all over with. Uh, I like the fixed odds idea. It needs to be promoted maybe a little bit better. Uh, it's for the handicapper that has their own line. They've made it ready before they go to the track. They can look and scan uh, overlays right away, and they got to be willing to pull the trigger pretty, pretty quick. So mm-hmm. uh, it's basically for a more experienced horse player, but certainly worth a try.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of a fan. I mean, I, we talked about, too, like if you're tuned into the, the scratches and all that other kind of stuff, you can get some really good numbers on some horses and uh, I, I don't know. I like it. So All right. So
1: selfishly, gentlemen, I will be at Pimlico for Preakness this year. I might um, be, too, by the way, Louis. Yeah, I think I you need to come. This is the year, Dan, uh, that we're going uh, to get Mike over there. Um, I think I'm going to make Dan Issel come out with me, Hall of Famer, um, the whole thing. The two of you are going to have to
0: show up to the radio show that we do on uh, Preakness Saturday. Booked. You too. All right. We Don, love it. Appreciate it, guys. All right, Zach, play us out of here. This has been uh, another great edition of the Horse Racing Happy Hour, and uh, just be ready. Louie and I will be live from uh, the Breeders' oh. Cup on Friday Breeders and then Cup. and Saturday, so uh, you can listen to us on ESPN Louisville, or uh, we'll be posting the shows like normal. Uh, Zach, yeah, no, it, I mean that's Zach actually a good sleep? thing to
1: to mention here you know the shows will be live you'll be able to stream them around the country You'd literally yeah. ask your smart speaker to play uh ESPN Louisville you'll be able to pull us up uh 10 to noon on Friday TBD on the Saturday show what time we're going to be going I have to talk to Mike Penn and I, figure out what they're doing over at Horse Racing Radio Network yeah and the uh, college football we,
0: schedule does matter a little bit with that right
1: yeah but that weekend is James Madison for Louisville
0: oh and the uh game?
1: Kentucky's at Georgia, I think. At Georgia, Plain, Georgia. Yeah, I think, actually, yeah. yeah. no, no no, it's not, no, no.
0: beat Georgia that weekend is what you're No, they're say. in
1: Tennessee. What am I saying? They're going to Tennessee for that weekend. So.
0: Oh, yeah that's, that, yeah, that's right.
1: So yeah. it's James Madison in a road game. So hopefully they'll, they'll put us on Tennadoon. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you'll be able to stream all those. And, uh, you know, we'll have interesting guests like, uh, I don't know, everyone that shows up to freaking British
0: Cup. So I will be good. <laughs> Yeah, just look for the 6'9 Dan So That's what we got. All right, we're going to. closing time open
1: all the doors and let you out into